Hey everyone and welcome to episode 133 of the Majors Metal Podcast. I'm your host Gavin, joined by Kelly. Hello. And we don't have Craig this week because Craig is on holiday. Um, he's gone to Rhodes, which I don't even think he, knew, he knows where that is, to be honest, but he's there. <laughs> um, and so Mikey is, Mikey's with us today. How's it going, Mike? Good, thank you. Hello. Mikey Wood. Um, I actually still don't know what to call you because we've got Michael, Mike, Mikey and Mitch. Mitch. So we're not we're not sure because we, me and me and Mike do like a, a, a Martin's brother. <laughs> um, I have to get it in there. We yeah. uh, yeah, we we do, we do a duo now. It's like a ba- it's a band. I don't like saying they were a duo. It's like a band with only two members, yeah. and we write write and record songs and put them a on duo. Spotify. Yeah, a duo. Yeah, and uh, I feel like, fucking hell, you threw me off now. What I was going to say. Well, we're, we're, oh yeah, we're both dicks, so there's and yeah. basically four members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eight if you include the bollocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so, so yeah, so, no, hang on a minute. That wouldn't be eight, would it? That'd be six. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. It would, wouldn't it? That'd be six. Four bollocks and two yeah. dicks. Six. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Unless one of us has got something to admit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, God. Yeah, so we don't know what to call him yet because I don't know how to call him. He's, his Twitter name is Mitch, Mitch Mood. So some of the of our like I don't want to say fans, fans is terrible. Some of the listeners yeah. that pe- some of our listeners to our of our music are calling him Mitch now. So I don't know whether to go with that or not. Yeah, so Mitch. It's well, something... It might be worth me giving you a bit of history of the different names then. Well, I, Mitch uh, is something your, your wife came up with, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So basically, my wife and my kids get at me for being a grumpy bastard, but I just call that being a bloke. Um, and uh, so she she one day skitted at me, call, uh, called me Mitch Mood. Uh, and, and US and Canadian followers won't won't know this, but there's a there was a, a guy on a TV show called EastEnders, I think it was called Masood. <laughs> um, and it, was, <laughs> it was basically a play on that so instead of calling me masood uh she called me mitch mood um yeah so that's where the mitch comes from and then i kind of got used to being called mitch by my wife and her sister and and, and so on so when it came to the twitter handle i was like screw it mitch mood it is um, but then people uh, in my job and stuff like that call me woody because <laughs> yeah, we've, got three, yeah. we've got three mics so I, I get all kinds. Like, I'm, you call me whatever. It doesn't matter. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, we need to come up Does with something Does that make Gavin buzz then? <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh, you just reminded me of a meme. Have you, have you seen that meme where it's, um, I think it's Woody going, Buzz, look! And then Buzz turns around. Was it? Yeah, Buzz turns around and gets slapped in the face by a massive... <laughs> Massive dong. I'll have to show you it. What, well, it's, well, what's the punchline? Why is it? Why is he getting slapped by that? Because it's like, it, look at the massive dong, not look at the aliens. You know where the part where he goes, Buzz, look. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> right, you'll have, to, you'll have to I'll show me that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Right. Anyway, so we do have a, a guest on this episode, and it's a guest that me and Kelly did the interview on. Uh, we've been a fan of, of this guy's band for years so it was it was a big deal for us to talk to him we are talking about Paul Marazzi of the band A1 they're a UK pop group um, they've had a couple of number ones and uh, they've sold a lot of records across the across the globe and uh, yeah he's back with the band he left the band for a while but he's back with them now and they're working on a brand new album and they've got a, they do have tour dates scheduled for next year obviously COVID um, depending but um, yeah, it was good chat, wasn't it, Carl? 
Oh, do you know what? He was really nice, really down to earth. And again, he put the webcam on, didn't he? So yeah, he put the webcam. It's, it's... it's the most clearest webcam I've ever seen him in life. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love the fact you said the first five minutes you were complimenting how clear he was. I couldn't believe it, honestly. Like, you'd, you'd appreciate it, Mike, of how clear it was. It was like crystal clear. There was no lag. There was no, it, was, it wasn't pixelated. It was perfect. It was... And even it was that friendly, he was offering to give his... Um, his mum's pasta sauce recipes. And his mum's vin- vindaloo curry recipe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah I, I, nice. He said, he goes, can you get this? And I can't remember the name of it now, but we can actually, whatever it was, Pax something. Of... Pax, yeah, Pax, so, not Pax, no, um, bloody hell, that's stuffing. gravy in it. Stuffing, yeah. <laughs> stuffing. No, it was like Pax <laughs> or something, but it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a certain type of curry uh, sauce that you use to, it's like a pre-curry sauce that you use to mix when you're making mm-hmm. curry. And oh, you, you, I don't know what it is anyway, but he asked and I've had a look and we do have it. So he said, if you do, let me know and I'll give you my mum's curry recipe. So I need to get, get hold of him actually to ask his mum, ask him if he can give me that vindaloo recipe. I'll have to try it. But anyway, that takes us on to, to what else he does. Is he's, he's been a chef part-time in the past. Well, full-time actually. He, he, he was a chef for a while. But he, he does video diaries now, vlogs on YouTube with his family. He's got two daughters and a wife. And it's called the Marazzi Diaries, and it's literally just a video diary of of, uh, of his life at home, and it's actually really interesting. Him and his wife have got great chemistry. I was telling him in our interview that I think they should do a podcast together because I think it'd be really funny. It'd be just be very interesting <laughs> and funny as well because they they kind of antagonise each other a little bit, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So yeah, no, it was good. It was good sitting down and having a chat with him. We were talking about the music and stuff, and um, it's it's nice to know that he want to back again. I mean. For the, our North American listeners, you might. I think one of the songs that was released was "Caught in the, Caught in the Middle." Mm. Um, I think that one was released in North America. Yeah, that was in the states, and then they were massive in Asia. Weren't they? So, so if it came Asia. out in the states, it probably came out in Canada, but I don't know for sure. I'm not sure on that one, but yeah. Um, and and then everybody knows "Take on Me," which is originally by Aha. Well, they did a version of it and got a number one with it. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Is it? What? Is it um, off-putting when they first put the camera on? You're like, oh crap! They're one of the, you know, they're one of the camera ones. Because I know, and obviously, it makes for a better interview when you can see and you can you can get the visual feedback as well. Um, you know, that's obvious. But what's it like when they first turn the camera? And you're like, oh god, we've got a camera, we've got a camera. Well, first of all, <laughs> I always mention, like, it's I always say uh, we do this via Skype audio or phone. And they just don't, I guess a lot of people don't know, you can just have an audio call on Skype. They think, they just read the word Skype and go, oh, it's video, when it's not. Yeah. So they put the webcam on, but my webcam's an external one and it's not plugged in. So my my webcam doesn't just come on, it's just theirs. And I instantly feel awkward because then I'm like, oh, now I've got to explain to them this isn't a video. And like, I think to myself, have they made effort getting their hair done and stuff? Have they <laughs> put their nice clothes on, you know what I mean, to have a chat? Like, have they made themselves look presentable because they think it's going to go out? Cause it, and so then I had to go, oh, it's actually not video. And, th- and no one's cared so far. No one's been like, oh, just spent half an hour doing me here. Um, <laughs> no, what made yeah. us turn our camera on? <laughs> yeah, well, I put my camera on for, for Chris and Moo on our last episode. You did. Um, because it is better. It, it, it is not. I didn't have it ready for when we spoke to Denise, um, AJ's mum. I didn't have it ready for that. But um, and when, again, when Paul put his on, I, it, it was dead early in the morning. I had bad head. And you know when you, just, you you look at someone in the morning, you can tell even he just woke up. That was me. I, I just had that look about me, so I thought, no chance, he's not seeing me. So I didn't put it on. 
<laughs> but uh, no, it, it is nice when they put it on. It's just, it, it makes it a little bit more laid back. So, yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Definitely. So anyway, we're going to go through to that interview now. I was going to ask you both how you've been, but we'll do that after. Um, and uh, yeah, as soon as we've, we've heard the interview, we'll have a, another quick chat and then that'll be it. But here's our interview now with uh, Paul Moratti of the band A1. How's it going, Paul? Hello, can you see me? We can, very, very clearly. Brilliant, excellent. So so how are you making out with this whole lockdown thing then? How's it going? It started off really terribly um, because we've got two kids. One's four and one is one, Sophia and Amelia, and it was just, it got really, really, just really frustrating. But luckily, Sophia, the eldest, she's back in school now. So it's kind of give us a few, a little bit more chill time. So um, yeah, it's been a bit better, and it's been better for her as well because she was locked up as well, obviously. So yeah, she gets to see her friends now, which is really, really good. Yeah, it was. I'm the same. I've got two kids, and and we were the same there for a while, just stuck in the house constantly, and they start fighting with each other, and the, yeah. you know, they're getting very frustrated, and then. You're literally to the point where, like, it's all you can hear in your mind is Peppa Pig. Like, I can literally, like, go through every single episode <laughs> of the script because it's do been you watched watch it that on, much. Do you watch it on Netflix? Yeah. Same <laughs> it's, it's literally, it's on now. Peppa Pig is on all day. I know the plot of every single Peppa Pig episode. Let me ask but you this. So as, a, as a dad, as a dad that knows Peppa Pig, do, yeah. how do you feel about Peppa Pig's dad? Do you feel like that they make him... An idiot. Oh, he's an absolute fool. It's it's so frustrating <laughs> though. It's it's so frustrating. I think that is because probably the majority of people who watch it are mums at home with kids. I think so, yeah. So it gives them a bit of a chuckle as well. Yeah, because he just but can't he do anything funny. right. He, he may, yeah, he's very funny, but he just he always makes mistakes. And and a lot of the male characters do. I've noticed as well. Even yeah, to the point, even the to the point where like, I'm up the road. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they start arguing with each other, and it's just like, yeah. why are you guys? The, and, and then it's like, these two have been friends for years, and it's like, it's just so funny. And then the the, the whole fire brigade thing. Every single person that works there is every mother from the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's excellent, but it's just yeah, the dad's always an it idiot, is, and I'm like, it, I'm always I'm rooting actually, for him. I, pref- I prefer Ben and Holly's Little Kingdom personally. Yeah. That's yeah. really that's quite a good program. <laughs> and then there's Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol's okay. I don't mind that. Do you watch Paw Patrol? Yeah. Paw well, Patrol. Not, have you got have you have you got boy and girl? Yeah. Right. So is it the boy for Paw Patrol and the girl for Pepper? You know what? It's, well, he loves Pepper Pig actually, but they both like Paw Patrol. Both of them. Ah, see, they've not, they've not, they have, they just, they won't move from Pepper. Do you know what's, <laughs> what's weird as well about Paw Patrol is that um, in in I love the way we've just started talking about this, but it's great. In in North America, it's all, the voices are all North American voices for the cast. Yeah. So you guys, it's like it's English we, voices we over there. On YouTube. Yeah. And you don't know whether you're going to get an English one or the American one. Yeah, it's so strange. Try try oh, them on try them on the Muppet Babies. You know the new they did they did a new Muppet Babies. I don't know if you've got Disney Disney Plus, but it's on that. Nah. It's, it's so it good? good. Yeah, and it's but it's like really educational as well. 
So it's not just with a actual cartoon. Jim Henson puppets. Yeah, like with, well, no, it's oh. it's it's CGI, but they look like puppets. They've they've literally right. like edited it to be like the, it look, the material of the of the the, the, the Muppets. It looks like right, real. Right. It's so good. <laughs> I'll, I'll try that. I will try that. It's excellent. But Sophia, the eldest one, she likes weird, she likes scary stuff as well. That like she'll actually sit and watch Ben Helsing. <laughs> and I'm like, aren't you scared? She's like, no, no, Wolfman, the Wolfman. So she's a bit strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to complain. I, I, I'd rather watch that than Peppa Pig, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, it's a bit of variety. So yeah, that kind of brings us on to the to, to the vlogging. Like we've. I kind of stumbled across that by mistake, actually, the vlogs. I typed in your name on, on YouTube and it come up. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. what's this? And then I realised it's like it's a new thing. It's not, not old. Like you, you mentioned before about Sophia start going back to school. Like yeah. her first days documented on there. And it's actually really interesting. Like you, you guys have, uh, you seem to be doing really well with it. You're getting quite a decent following on there as well. So what? where did the idea for the vlog come about? Well, there's um, we've got some like um, fan groups in Asia and um, they're always giving us ideas. There's one girl called Jamie who's actually, she's actually a DJ in the Philippines, and she does our, like, whenever we're doing an interview on telly or whatever we're doing over there, she, she's one who usually does it for us. Yeah. She, she's a host. She asks us the questions. And she said, would you be interested um, to start a YouTube channel? And I said, no, this was ages ago. And then when lockdown started, we're like, we need something to do with the kids, like, desperately. So um, we did the first few... Just with to, just for something to do with Sophia and Amelia, really, and then um, and then we thought, you know what, this is a great way just to save like a diary, just to save it, like you can just save it on on YouTube and it's there forever. Yeah, and it's like let's just keep doing it then because it's like they look forward to it and we have fun doing it as well. So yeah, it came out of of um, obviously someone asking us, but then me thinking about something to do just something to do during lockdown it's been yeah. really hard but coming up with new ideas is pretty difficult as well that's why i've got me cooking on a few of them <laughs> those ones are good yeah i was i was gonna say um i've noticed that you've, you enjoy cooking a lot on um the vlogs and i just wondered if you ever fancied appearing on some like british bake off or something like that uh well i don't know <laughs> that's well natalie <laughs> Natalie's my girlfriend, friend and she's like, if you keep posting meals and stuff, they'll ask you to be on MasterChef or whatever it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I've, I've actually worked. I've actually cooked for a living a few times when I've when I've when I've had to. I was I was a breakfast chef in in um, Otterburn Castle up here in the, in the northeast for a, for about six months, which was was quite good. So yeah, I love. So we've I seen love... the one the one pan um, breakfast. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I actually saw that on YouTube. I, I, I didn't make it, make it up or anything. I just saw it. And I thought I want, I want to try that. So we did try that. But to be fair, doing the eggs in a different pan is far better. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder yeah. how it would, if the taste would kind of make it all kind of the same, or does it still bring to the flavours? I wasn't sure. Oh no, it's fine because what's really good. Is the fat from the sausages go into like the beans and everything? It's really quite nice. <laughs> so you've also you mentioned you mentioned that you may have master chefs come knocking. I know that I've read that you've uh, had I'm a celeb and dancing on ice. Were you ever tempted to say yes to any of them? No, not really. Um, but I'm a celebrity gave me a call um, 
this was years ago when Peter Andre was in the jungle and he was he, he was threatening to walk out. So he was basically in his hotel. I'm, I think they do have hotels when they want to break. And he was like, he was threatening not to come back in. So they rang up. I had an agent at the time and they said, will Paul take his place if he doesn't come back? And I said yes, but he, he went back into the jungle. That's the only time I've ever said yes to anything like that. So would you do it now? Oh, you would have been a good contestant. <laughs> yeah, you definitely. Would you Would you go um, back? If they asked you to do it now, would you do it? I don't think so. Even though it's I in don't... a castle in Wales. Is it? <laughs> yeah, apparently, because this year know, they I obviously can't go. So. <laughs> I, I, I just don't watch any of these things. Um, no, I probably wouldn't. See, I, I still watch all that, even though I live here, because it's like a little bit of connection to home. So I still, even my wife, who's Canadian, the two of us sit yeah. here watching it. We love it. <laughs> yeah, we like the British. We we do like the the Great British Bake Off. That's what we watch. Yeah, she watches that. She watches that. It's it's on in the background for me. She she loves that. I love it. Wait, have I, can I just? I think my phone's ringing. One second. Yeah, no worries. Sorry. Away. Sorry about that. No worries. Yeah, British Baker. Cookery stuff, I like. I like watching the old um, the old stuff from from about the 80s. <clears throat> right. Like, what's, that, what's, the, what's that bloke's name that was drunk all the time? <laughs> Keith, Keith Floyd. Oh, right, yeah. Keith Floyd. I like watching all of his old stuff when he's absolutely drunk off his face. And trying to cook meals for people, they're the best ones. <laughs> Those, I, used to, I used to love watching Ready Steady Cook. That one was good. With Angel yeah, I Harriet. Think, I think cooking shows, that, I bet that as far as um, like um, those kind of things, like what are they called again? But like reality shows, I yes. think the cooking ones are the only ones I can actually watch and get yeah. away with. They're brilliant. Because you can learn something. Gordon Ramsay's is my favourite celebrity chef. I, I, I is um, what was it called? The ones we used to Hell, Hell's Kitchen, the F word. No, not the F word. Jeez, what was it? No, called? it was Hell's Kitchen. It was brilliant. Is that what? It, the one where he used to go around to restaurants and help them get up off the off their feet again. Oh no, was that the F word? No, the F word was it was his restaurant. Kitchen nightmare. That's it. Yeah, kitchen yeah, nightmare. It that kitchen nightmare. It's on YouTube. It's so good. Yeah. Kitchen nightmares is. I love the American brilliant. ones better though. No. Yes, they're so funny because they, he is revered more over there, I think, because he's British. Yeah, he's... Like, <laughs> they still call him Chef Ramsay. Hey, Chef Ramsay. And, like, <laughs> and he has to start a fight with one of them so so he can like so he can make it simmer down to when he's like a god at the end of the episode. Oh yeah, like, it's the, yeah every episode. It's all like it's all fake, but it's great. I love it. <laughs> so get, get moving on to A one. Um, yeah. Obviously, you're back with the guys now. Like, what what sparred that on you to you rejoining? Because obviously, they rejoined. You know, I think it was like 2015. They they decided to get yeah. back together, and you and you sat that one out. So, what made you yeah. decide to actually get back into it with them? Yeah. Well, the first time I was I was doing my um, I was trying to explain this to them, but I didn't I didn't think they understood what it was. I was actually doing my survival training for to work on the oil rigs. Oh, okay. So I couldn't actually do anything anyway because I was actually tied up doing that. And then um, this time around, my um, my my daughters, both uh, both my daughters' grandparents, they live in um, they live down south in Kent, and they go and visit their great granddad and great granddad. He was putting A one videos on, 
And um, Natalie was telling me, Natalie, my partner, was saying, oh, he's been putting A1 on and Sophia's been watching you dancing and singing. Hmm. And I thought to myself, she's going to ask me one day who they are. And I'm going to either have to say to her, they're my friends and we do this and this and this, and or I don't speak to them. And I thought, I can't, that can't be something I teach her. So I've, I just got in touch with... Um, Christian and I just, just sent him a message out there. I said, "Hey, hello, I hope you guys are well. Um, I miss you. But, um, let's meet up or have a drink." And that's that's what we did. A few weeks later, they were on just on the off chance in Newcastle, right where I uh, near where I live. So I went to meet them for a drink and I did. We had, we had dinner. It was really nice. And then um, about a week later, they asked me if I would join them on the, um, their Asian tour. So I was like, this is brilliant. So, and that, that's it, it just kind of progressed from there. It was really, really nice. That's awesome. So good. Well, it's nice to see you whole again. Sorry. Do you ever have any regrets about not doing the big reunion? Or are you happy the way that it kind of played out? Um, well, I'm so removed from all that kind of stuff, and I wasn't really doing anything. So when they offered me to go in the big room, I didn't even know what it was. And then I watched a few highlights of it, and it's just it's just car crash television, which I wouldn't want to be a part of anyway. So um, it's like the kind of television that just plays on all the negatives and someone's a bad guy, someone's a good guy. And I was just seeing people just trying to be... They were trying to catch people in the most vulnerable moments and trying to make like a... A thing out of it, make a meal out of that moment, and I, I don't like that kind of television. So, no, I I don't regret not doing it. Honestly, I would never... to, to me, watching it because we I rewatched it recently, knowing we were talking to you, just wanted to get you know yeah reestablished re with the whole thing, and like it's a, it's a, it, to be honest, it's a bit of a piss take, like it's like it's not done very seriously. Like the the guy Andy Peters is like um, a one named after a road, and it's like. I wanted yeah. a serious portrayal, you know what I mean? And he kind of like makes yeah. it more of a jokey thing, and I didn't like yeah. that. Yeah, well, yeah, I think well, we Andy Peters, people like that, they're, they're obviously very, they're respected journalists and reporters, and um, I, I think that they think that our type of pop music or where we came from is a joke anyway. Yeah. So um, I think they look kind of look down on it. When it, it actually, it's a... Um, it's not. It's not a joke, really. It's. It's. Um, people put a lot of heart and soul and effort into into what they do, especially especially in the pop music scene when we were doing it in the two thousands. It was. It was really cool. Yeah. Well, but, yeah say, but, I, I was. I was in a boy band. I mean, we never got signed. We. we almost oh, really? did, but, but yeah, but not quite. But I, you guys were a big inspiration to us. And we actually, oh, really? we used to do, you know, before we had original songs, we used to do covers, yeah. and there was a lot of A one covers in our set. And, oh yeah. Um, yeah, and we were a vocal harmony group, so we did what you guys did. We could we could sing a song without any music at all, and yeah. um, you you you're right. So much effort and hard work goes into it. It's not a joke yeah. at all. You know, it's. I mean, there is there are bands out there that you know that do do that, but A One always seems to have a bit of depth to them. You know, like even down to the songwriting. You know, very much like take that. You know, you guys wrote some of your songs, and you know, mm. even to the point where like you got a number one hit out of out of one, a song that you guys wrote. You know that's yeah. incredible. That's not something that you, you know, a, a manufactured uh, band that does everything that they're told does. You know, yeah. you guys, like I say, you had depth to you. Yeah, we did. We, we wrote the majority of our own songs, but even on the bands that 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 didn't write their own 
um, songs. We were all running to the ground. We were doing 18 hour days. Um, and um, well, all but all the bands were down to steps and five and nine one one. I'm sure we just it was just non-stop, non-stop. You'd be lucky if you got a week off a year, you know. So um, just to like I don't know to, to wave that off as something that's not very serious. I, I don't think it's very good. Well, that's the reason I didn't do that show anyway. Uh, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't give them the um, just the, the ammunition really. Yeah. Yeah. To make make it all to make it um, to make me out to be a joke on television. Yeah, and plus the focus was on other bands as well. Anyway, so it wasn't even on solely on A One. Yeah, that was, that was kind of frustrating as, as me watching it. It was yeah. kind of frustrating because I'm watching it, you know, being a fan of A One, and then they start yeah. talking about the Honeys or whoever else was on it, and I'm like, I didn't really like the Honeys. I just want to watch A One, and you, it's it's a bit, you know, it's a bit annoying. It's hard to keep keep uh, <laughs> your focus on it. Yeah. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned that you wrote quite a lot of your, song, um, your own songs and yeah. one of my personal favourites is Caught in the Middle. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know that Ben's mentioned in previous interviews that he wasn't sure whether that was should be the one to be released. Did you have yeah. different feelings on that? Were you confident that you knew that it was going to be a hit? Well, it's actually me, me and Ben wrote that and um, we didn't like it. We wrote, really? When you write a song... You just kind of, we just, we just sitting there, right? We were just writing the song, and we finished the song. Like we started it, but oh, we started it now. We'll just finish it. We finished it. We did a little demo of it in the studio we were in, and then we thought, oh, we don't really like that very much. So we'll just put that maybe a B side or something. You know, it was an okay song, and then um, um, the record company were like, no, this is it. This is the first one. We're like, no, really? Because we really wanted to make it good to be the the first single of the album. That's why the album the album is called Make It Good because we love that song so much. But um, luckily, the record company knew more than we did. And we, <laughs> that, that, that was our biggest hit we've ever had. So, lucky. Yeah, I loved it. Um, what, would you, what were your thoughts when they brought to you um, Take On Me? Because I know it's a, a recover. How, what were your feelings on that? Well, I didn't really know. Obviously... We didn't. I didn't want to be a cover, become a cover band, but we hadn't. Yeah. We hadn't done any really, and this was supposed to be. This was the flagship single off the second album. Um, but once we'd actually recorded it, we loved it, and then when we released it, we found out that our heart were actually because they're so awesome. Obviously, they were actually doing our version on their tour because they loved uh-huh. it. So, yeah, you're. It's one of the one times where the the um, cover is better than the original to me. Anyway, very very bold statement. <laughs> oh. I, well, I'm standing by it. <laughs> oh, well, we had great source material. If that is the case, I mean, our hearts take on me is an absolute classic. <laughs> <laughs> so in um, 2002, you decided you wanted to leave the band. Yeah. Were you ever fearful that it might try and bring another member in? No, because I left the industry. I didn't leave the band. I didn't go and pursue a solo career. Um, I would just, I'd had, an, I'd had enough. I was really burnt out and um, there was some illness in my family and I'd not really spent much time with certain people. Well, I didn't know how much time I'd left with certain people. So it's just for me, it was just like, I'm going to get out and go and spend some time with my family. So that's what I did. So um, if they brought someone else in, I would have been, I would have been happy. It would have made sense, but well, well they didn't in the end. 
I can relate it to to you leaving as well because I, I I don't know if it's true, but there was mention of like they changed the way the the band that you, you know had gone like you know the dancing and stuff was like a big part of of what you loved about it, and they changed to more of a a band band. Um, yeah. I can I can relate to that from my band as well. Like they'd started to change things, and, and I just wasn't happy. I didn't like the direction yeah. it was going in, and you know management yeah. and and pe- other people had seen. I, I'd got involved so much that our, our say wasn't even there anymore. And I thought the only thing I actually have a say in is whether I'm in this band or not. And I just decided yeah. I was enough, so I, I I left in the end. But um, yeah, yeah. So I can I can relate to that. Yeah, well, I I didn't mind the direction. I just thought um, that we you know we weren't doing what got us to the dance in the first place, which was the, the pop music, the like the really really poppy poppy stuff. Luckily now we're glad we did that because we've got like a um, the third album is a springboard for the rest of the stuff we're doing now, so we can do stuff a little bit more mature now. And people say, "Yeah, that's what A1 did." Yeah. So it, in hindsight, it's actually quite a good thing. But um, all, loads of things were changing then. The music industry was making a massive turn because the internet had just come in, and um, um, obviously the the free streaming services were coming in and that was kind of the record companies were really panicking and consolidating down into smaller places. So it was, it was just um, a big, a big time, a big change in time within the actual, all of the entertainment music and uh, definitely the music business. So when you rejoined the band, yeah. did it take long to reacquaint? Not, not like with the guy, cause I know you, you that probably was quite instant to like get to know them again. Um, but like, did it take long for you guys to gel musically again? No, not really. Um, we went straight to Norway to rehearse for the tour, but we also did some writing um, the same week, and we went straight in and just and wrote um, three songs in three days. Wow! So we just sitting there, write a song, and we just we've actually got a whole album now, which we can't wait to finish, so we can get it released next year. So really, really excited about that. But no, it was really, really good. I think it's the fact that we sat down and wrote together. That really helped. Um, and I remembered all my harmonies. It was like, just take a few, someone would say to me, okay, Paul, this is your harmony. Da, da, da. And I, oh, yes, I remember it. So it was just like, just like riding a bike. It was just yes. straight in. And they, and they were... <laughs> it's quite amazing how it works. Because like, when, when I split up with, with my band, we uh, we we got back together again after ten years, and we ne- we hadn't sang a note together in t- in ten years. Yeah. We'd sang individually, but not together. And we literally just said, "Let's try and sing an a cappella." And yeah. we remembered everything, like every single yeah. harmony. We it was a boys to men cover. It was um, in the still of the night, and we remembered it. We just right. we straight back into it. And it's weird. It's so weird because I didn't think we would, but everybody just remembered what their their place was. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, that that's that's one of the. And I bet it felt as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the best feeling when you're with people, because when you're kind of when you first start a band, how old were you when you first joined that band? I was, I was seventeen. That's that's it. You're growing up. That is, you're kind of like growing up, and you just when you're growing up and you're doing that. I mean, I was quite late joining a band. But that was the first thing I ever did that I really loved. So the things we did in the early days, like the acapellas, like Forever in Love, and things like that and all the harmonies they just they, I don't think they'll ever leave you things like that because they're so important and you have to go through them so many times as well they're just tattooed on your brain yeah <laughs> that Forever in Love is a great song 
yeah, we really, really enjoyed doing that. We had to, we had to do that everywhere. We must have sung that. I reckon we've done that over 300 times. Yeah. We used to cover. We used to cover one more try. That was one of the ones we used to take from from you guys. And yeah, I always remember that with Lee, that was in our band. He, he used to go right because he could play the guitar a little bit. So we go right. Yeah. Let's show, let's show them that you know we can do a little bit more than just sing and dance. So he he'd bring yeah. his guitar out in the middle of our set and he'd go check this out. And we we literally just we play like about half of the song and then we go from that into I think it was no more. It was like a little A one medley we did. I was so much fun. Oh, right. <laughs> That's a really strange song, One More Tracks. It was written so quickly, and it's such a simple song that people, even now, they go absolutely crazy for it. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. That whole album, though, that the A-List is such a great, memorable album. Yeah, we really like that one. I think that's. I think there was a poll done, and the fans decided that was their favourite one as well. Yeah. Yeah, like that it's just was... A... Certain albums, you know, they they kind of like capture the the moment for you. So like listening to to that is like it reminds me of the year it came out, and that was one of the best years of my life. I don't know why it just it's maybe it was a music thing because so much great music came out back then. But when I mm-hmm. listen to that album, it makes me feel so good because of how good the year was. Yeah, it's great. That was an amazing year. It was. I don't remember much of it because I was working all the time. <laughs> but when I look back. <laughs> It probably was really amazing. We, we travelled, we went everywhere. We, we produced some of that album in America and I've not really spent any time in America. And it, that was incredible, going to going to America and going to New York and, oh, wow. Yeah, incredible, crazy times. <laughs> so now you are, well, I've seen tickets went on sale for your tour. So COVID dependent, I'm guessing. But um, mm-hmm. what's that like to be on tour again? It's amazing. Well, last year we did a, a little kind of mini tour um, of the UK, which was our own tour. I think it was like five or six dates. And they sold out in like, I think it was two minutes or something. So we were like, this wow. is... Un-. Wow. That was incredible. They were very small venues, to be fair. They were the O2s, or the O2 academies. Um, well, a handful of them. And that was amazing. I mean, we didn't, we, we didn't realise we still had that kind of pull in the UK. We knew we could sell uh, quite a few tickets of Southeast Asia and places like Norway. That's the first time they tried to do our own tour in the UK and it, it was such a big success and there's nothing like having a great gig in where you're from, you know? Yeah. Well, oh. your family there. It must be nice to see that your girls can actually go to one of them potentially in the future and see you perform. That must be a, an amazing moment for you. Well, they came along. We did um, a tour called the Boys Are Back Tour. Um, it was this year, and we had to we had to leave it early because of the whole coronavirus thing. But they actually came for that. Sophia, came, yeah, she she came on stage <clears throat> with a little cuddly toy that if she goes to ballet, and if you win the ballerina of the week, <laughs> they give you a little cuddly toy, and you got to take it somewhere, take a photo. And she she came to the show, and we took a photo of her in front of the crowd. Ah, oh, that was amazing. I yeah. think she wins that. <laughs> she yeah, wins the best maybe. photo, doesn't she? Right. Not win the travelling ballerina bear. Right. <laughs> she really enjoyed it, but she can't remember it. <laughs> so what's the most vocally challenging for you to do live? Uh, vocally challenging song to do live? Um, I don't really know. Probably every time. Maybe every time. Uh, not sure, but we, we try not to kill ourselves in the studio because we know we have to, <laughs> we have to sing them live 
So because we because we, we we actually sing live whenever we do a tour, we, we try to do as much as the vocals live as we can. Yeah. When we're, so we try not to do superhuman stuff in the studio. You can only do once, and then yeah. go on stage, and then it sounds terrible. We try and do things that are quite within our ranges. But we've, we've all got different ranges. Like Ben and Chris have amazingly high and clear falsettos, and me and Mark usually do more of the high kind of head voice stuff, which is uh, yeah. works out pretty good. And also, Chris does a really really good kind of bass low voice as well. He sounds amazing. <laughs> well, that's what I like about your voice. It's, it's very unique. It's very girly. <laughs> but, it's, but yeah, but you could say the same. You could you could say the same about Michael Jackson's voice as well. But like, look how iconic that is. <sighs> Mikey. Oh, just think about Mikey today because <laughs> Mikey. Um, Mikey, because <laughs> Eddie Van Halen died last oh, night. Oh no, I know. I couldn't believe that. And I was just thinking, oh, man, he played one of the best guitar solos in the world and beat it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mikey. Sorry. What's this about? <laughs> just taking a moment to My think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've always loved your voice. In fact, we're, we're again, back to my band, when we always used to... Um, we'd give out the parts. We'd, just, we'd do it by a member. So we'd just go, right, you sing Paul's parts and you sing Ben's part. And I always had your parts. They always came to me. <laughs> like a higher kind of tone to your yes. voice. Yes, yes, very much yeah. so. I've got a strange tone to my voice. Very strange. If I sing a note and someone sings the same note, it sounds like I'm singing a higher note. It's yeah. very strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you were always my favourite member because you were kind of edgy as well with the red hair. Oh, yes. <laughs> edgy. AJ from the Backstreet Boys, he was the edgy member and then you from A1. <laughs> I wasn't on purpose, but I, I noticed that in about 2000, because I used to have, like, a massive, like, load of goths used to come and see me. Crowd <laughs> 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 black in the audience. Like, well, there, I used to load of goths here to see Paul. I wouldn't say gothic look. I was, I'd say more, like, bad boy kind of. <laughs> edgy vibes I think it's because I said in an interview I like I, I just I, I, I really like Marilyn Manson I, at the time I really that's, that's what's done it for you definitely <laughs> I think it was I went I went to see Marilyn Manson in concert or something and they were like right he's one of us let's go for it well, a lot of goths so, like a lot of goths like that quirky edge so the fact you've mentioned Marilyn Manson they've thought I know I'll, I'll, I'll say I like A1 because that'll give that'll make me look quirky and I'll stand out against all the other goths because we all look yes, the same. Yes, they'd be aging goths then, wouldn't they? That's what it was. Correct. So you, you made them stand out. Yeah. Well, she's like a bit of an edgy goth because she's into A1 as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got all these posters on the wall, you know, Slipknot, Corn, A1. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah. I mean... I don't think any of us were that edgy, but I think, what did I, what was I edgy about? Oh, I had a tattoo, didn't I? Oh, that'll do it as well, yeah. Because they weren't and really... And the spiky not... red hair. Yeah, and I had the red Mohican, because not everyone had tattoos then. It was kind of a bit of a, ooh, ooh. Yeah. He's got a it, wasn't even, it wasn't even called getting inked then, it was just a tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Thinking back to that, that's crazy. <laughs> One of the guys in our band copied your hair, actually. He dyed his hair red. 
Oh my god. <laughs> He, he genuinely, I actually think he took a photo of you into the salon and oh said, I want God. this. No, honestly, legit. <laughs> was that Martin? No, Jamie Nichols, actually. Oh, was it? Honestly, yeah, he took a picture in and said, I'll have this. And the woman did her best. She looked more like Chris Evans at the end, but she did her best. I didn't even ask for it. <laughs> I just said, just do what you want. I said, do what you want. And she was alright. She trenched a little bit of colour, and I was like, "All right then." And then I just <laughs> a little bit of colour. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So going going back onto the to the vlogs, um, have you have you just have you thought about maybe doing a podcast, you and Natalie? Because I think you guys would be really good. Um, no, it's, it's a finding the time. We we we. The good thing about doing. The podcast, if we can actually kick in, like if you want to do a daytime one, but a yeah. podcast, you'd need like silence and yeah, not like it's not easy to find. People and that be changed after every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I just think you guys have got, you've got good chemistry. Obviously, I listen to, I watch the Joe Rogan podcast, which I've watched for absolutely ages now. Do you watch the Joe Rogan podcast? I've seen, I've seen episodes of it, yeah. He's the top dog, yeah. though. He's like the, you know, he's the god to everybody that does podcasts. I know, I didn't realise that. I just yeah. thought, like, everyone does these kind of podcasts. Because I, I knew him from commentating on UFC. That's where the first time I saw him. Yeah, my brother told me that. Actually, it's funny. I, I, I told my brother I was talking to you today. Because he, he was the one who got me into A1. He, he got the first album. And I used to hear it blasting all the time. And I told oh. him we were talking to you. And then we just got talking about podcasts. And he, he brings yeah. up Joe Rogan's podcast. So that's yeah. it's weird that you just mentioned that. Yeah, it's actually weird because he's moved to Spotify and he's, everything's changed. His studio looks really strange now and he's, I think Spotify are trying to get him chucked off the platform. And very strange. Yeah, I don't think that terrible. happened to me, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I've got, you know what, I think maybe one day I might, I might do it. I'm not really sure. What's it like doing it? Is it, I mean, like, if this isn't live, is it? No, it's not like you can do it live, but this isn't live. Yeah. It's, it's pre-recorded, yeah. and we always edit afterwards. Yeah, so. take out all the yeah, they're all rubbish. Yeah, I suppose so. Maybe I don't know what, what we do. I mean, a podcast you'd need guests for it, wouldn't you? Well, no, yeah, not necessarily. They don't always have guests. I just watching the vlogs and seeing the chemistry you guys have got when you're both just talking and answering questions is really good. And I just thought, you know, half an hour every month, because because that's the thing, you don't have to do it like every week. You can do it once a month, half an hour, and then put put the pot. You can even just leave it as the Marazzi Diaries and put it out that way as the podcast. Yeah. I think it'll be good. I will. I will talk to her about that because she obviously likes talking. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another one. Woo! <laughs> so besides podcasting, what's next in the pipeline? For A1. Just for, for you in general, really. Oh, um, well, I've literally just bought a computer. So I don't really like technology. <laughs> and I am going to start... Well, I wanted to get a home studio, so I've just got the beginning of a home studio. I had one before, <laughs> I had one before about eight, nine years ago, and I've got some of the equipment, so I'm just trying to make a little studio upstairs. That's what I'm doing at the minute. And also decorating that, this house, because we moved in just before Christmas, 
and I thought, right, good, and then we'll like do this and do that, and then the whole coronavirus thing just like just kind of just like made everything stall. So like we're just starting to decorate the house now and things like that. So I'm gonna be quite busy, I think. That new computer would be very good for a podcast. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, probably. probably. I, I don't know. I've not. I've, I've turned it on yesterday and realised I didn't have a keyboard, so I couldn't actually put anything in. So I've ordered a keyboard so I can type things into it. Like I can't even get into it. It's just like, hey, what do you want to do? And you've got to write, obviously, type stuff in. I'm rubbish. <laughs> So we're yeah. going to wrap things up very soon, Paul. But we've got five yeah. que- we've got five quick questions we're going to ask you, and um, so these li- literally the questions we ask all of our guests, and obviously every answer is different. They're pretty interesting, and we think your answers will be uh, extremely interesting. So if you're ready, we're going to we're going to fire them at you now. Do it. <clears throat> okay. So question one is what one song defines you? So it doesn't have to be an A one song. But just a song in general that, that pretty much like you know sums you up, and if you can't think of one, even just a song that you you've just loved all your life. A song that sums me up, defines me, loved all my life. Another love, I hold in your head by Prince and Revolution. Nice, because you you've always obviously had a connection with that song, then. Well, I'm like the biggest Prince fan ever, and that song. <laughs> no matter how many times I've heard it. Like, I can get sick of Purple Rain and Kiss, but that song, every time I've ever heard it, which is probably into the thousands now, just gets me. Yeah. Cool. It's a great song. Great artist. So what's the perfect meal for you? Oh, curry. Always has been. A nice Hot. vindaloo. Oh, my. A oh, duck, vindaloo. Duck, a duck vindaloo. And, like... Well, at least two or three pints of Cobra beforehand. Nice. <laughs> and you all can't. the sides. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Bombay potatoes and a chapati. That's nice. You're making me want an Indian there for tea. <laughs> it's all about the ch- chicken shashlik for me, which you can't get You can't get a decent curry over in Canada. It's oh, really annoying. Say, are there any decent curries in Canada? No, I have to make them myself, which, I'm, to be honest, I'm not that bad at, actually. There's a Gordon Ramsay who does a curry in a hurry in 10 minutes. <laughs> What's that? Can you get Patek's paste? No, I don't think so. What? What's that? No, that's the best paste used for a curry. What's it called? Tax. Patex. P-A-T-K. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I'm going to write that, that down. Their maybe. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Chef Marazzi here. <laughs> yeah. If you get Patex, message me on Instagram and I'll send you a re- my mum's recipe for vindaloo. It's absolutely wonderful. Right, it's going to happen. Definitely. Good. I'll do that. I'll blow everyone's head off with it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, sorry, that threw me off now. What's the next question? Next question is, uh, can you tell us something about yourself that no one else knows? So a little Paul Marazzi fact. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because everyone knows everything. What don't they know? Um, no, I can't think of anything. Nothing at all. There's got to be something. Oh, give me some things that people usually say. I've did the dat, did the dat. What about this? Oh, um, go on. It's not very interesting, but during my daughter's, my second daughter's birth, I was eating the dinner Natalie should have been eating before she ate birth. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, like a big cinema. it was really good. I really, the first one, I was scared, 
And then the second one, I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to eat your beef dinner. There you go. So she's <laughs> she's in agony, screaming, and you're sitting there eating a she piece of beef. She was actually in agony, yeah, because she was just about to get some pancakes. And the, <laughs> nurse, the nurse, the midwife was like, no, you ain't got time for that. You're having a baby. I was like, yay. <laughs> Oh, um, the next question <clears throat> is what inspires you? Who or what inspires you? Inspires me. I'm going to have to say music. But what music? Probably at the moment I've been listening to a lot of Peppa Pig theme tune. Kate Bush. <laughs> Oh, Kate Bush, there you go. I don't oh, really? Right at the moment, Kate Bush. I love Kate Bush. She's a Babushka. master. She's a master. No one, not a lot of people mention Kate Bush, but she's actually a master. Yeah. Yeah, she's written some classics, hasn't she? I know, and she's still doing it. She's she's the bollocks, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode, I think. Kate Bush is the bollocks. That's what we'll call the episode. Please call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so final question is, as somebody that's done a lot of travelling in, in his life, where's your favourite place to be? Oh, it's going to sound really cliche, but downtown New York in winter, it was just, it was snowing, it was really beautiful and I really loved it there and it was really nice places to go and a little bit kind of not that cool places to go as well. Yeah, I'd say New York winter. Excellent. Yeah, very Christmassy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so we're going to wrap it up now. But is it, can you give us out your like information? So uh, if people want to find, you know, for instance, the Marazzi Diaries, which is your vlog, uh, even on Instagram, where can they find you? Yes, I'm on obviously Twitter, Paul Marazzi. I haven't got the blue tick yet, so you need to get that. You'll find me. Someone talking yeah. blue rubbish. That's my account. Also on Instagram, Paul Marazzi. Um, and you can obviously watch the Marazzi Diaries that is on YouTube. There you go. So, and we're pronouncing your name Marazzi, is that right? Marazzi. That's correct, yeah. That we, is keep the... saying, we keep saying Marazzi. Yeah, everyone does because it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's like Italian. It's like a Sicilian name. So you've got to like put your T there, put your Marazzi. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that, isn't it? Should we change it now? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no. No, don't. That's fine. <laughs> Cheers, Paul. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Like I say, you know, I've been a fan of yours since day one, um, day one of A one. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's, it's been it's been great talking to you. Genuinely, as so, thank you very much. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. And if yeah, get uh, tell me nice and get older than pace and give me a drop me a line. It definitely it's going to happen. Cheers, okay. Paul. Cheers, thanks a lot, guys. No, thanks, Paul. Take it easy, nice man. Bye. 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 And that was the interview with Paul Marazzi. Uh, was that as good for you as it was for me? <laughs> Excellent, yeah. We, we, we just said there to Mike he could back announce that one for us. So, uh, well done, Mike. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, no. I, I have that. Yeah, Go yeah, on, Cal.
I was just saying, do you know what? When we knew he was coming on and I started re-listening to the music, I forgot how many great hits they had and how much they yes. actually enjoyed the music. I yeah. was like, wow, I've forgotten how, like, and now I'm listening to them still since the interview. Yeah, I, like, I had exactly the same. Like, for me, um, I grew up in a similar scenario to Gavin and obviously my brother, Martin, um, was in <laughs> his band. Uh, so my entire youth was brought up on pop and boy bands and stuff like that so all of them Backstreet Boys and Sync A1 you know all of them you can you can name them all um so but only as an adult you know late mid mid to late 20s did I start getting more into heavier like rock music and stuff like that until you know till my late 20s I'd never heard of like Slipknot or System of a Down or anyone like that I was just pure pop um so it's been since my teenage years that I haven't heard any of their music before and I can't even remember a lot of the lyrics and uh, I couldn't remember the song titles. But again, I put it on on Spotify and I was flicking through the albums going, yeah, I know this one. Oh, yeah, I know this one. Singing along. You, you do. You forget. How, like a, There was a lot of good songs on their albums. Yeah, there was. And they, they were talented. And I say they. They were. I mean, they still do music now. But, um, you know, back in the day, you could, straight away, you could see that they were a really talented bunch of guys. Yeah. You know, they're all singing. They did. There's an acapella. I think the first track on the first album is an acapella. Um, it's really good. Mike, actually, we were talking about doing an acapella recently, like just of a song. You should listen to that one. It's really good. Um, but yeah, I like they, they all play instruments. Like I remember, I remember looking through the album sleeve on the first album that my brother got it, and I remember looking through, and like they're all sitting with an instrument, like they're all playing instruments and stuff. Like so, they all contributed to to it musically as well, you know. So it, it's yeah. uh, and and even today, you know, they they do, you know, you got uh, Mark plays the keyboard and Christians on on his guitar and stuff, and like they've always been into the songwriting. You know, there's a lot of a lot of pop bands they don't do that, they don't do any of the songwriting, but A One always had a. I'd, I'd a go at it, you know. They always, always did write some of their songs, and um, yeah, they were a really yeah. talented bunch of guys. Like, I'd love to see them live one day. And uh, we've got, we've got um, listeners of the podcast who've seen them live, actually, and um, apparently they're fantastic. They always sing live. You know, Paul said that in his interview as well. Yeah, you know, he did. They yeah. always sing live. I would like and stuff to see and, them. Yeah, and, and that's what I liked about Paul as well. Like, I keep referring to it as if it's past tense now, but it's just because of I haven't seen them like for years. But uh, Paul's voice is really good. Like it's it's very unique and uh, and I always used to sing Paul's bits whenever we'd 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 uh, we'd cover one of their songs in the band. I'd always do his parts and stuff and uh, yeah. It's good. Actually, I've got a funny story that's in connection with Halloween and A One, and and this is a funny funny story. Okay, so in the interview, you heard me mention a friend of ours called Jamie Nichols. Okay, Jamie Nichols. <laughs> he's. I'm hoping he's going to listen to this episode. So I'll we'll, we'll say it right now. Jamie is a lovely lad. But I am gonna. I, I am gonna. Hi, Jamie. I am gonna say Hi, this. Little, I'm gonna tell this little story, which I think he'll laugh about when he hears it. So, our manager went on. Went. God. Oh our man, God. Our manager went on holiday once. She went away, and her daughter, who must have been about twenty, maybe at the time, maybe twenty-one, maybe Martina. Um, don't know why I said the name, but never mind. Uh, anyway, so she I remember her. Yeah, so she was staying in she was staying in the house on her own. I remember the story. <laughs> yeah, she was staying in the house on her own. And me and Jamie, we were only we were only about 17, 18 at the time. We were only kids. We decided we'd play a little prank. We'd do a funny phone call. And we'd seen the film Scream. We all know how that goes. 
what's your favourite scary movie? <laughs> so we, we, we got it. A, A1, track 10, I think it is, on the second album, the A-list. Track 10 is called Scared. That's the name of the track. And it starts off with Christian going, what's your favourite scary movie? I remember that song. And it's, yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> the one thing that I'm scared of is losing hold of you. I get the shit. It's a, it's, it's, it's a yeah, cheesy I pop remember. song. But um, anyway, so we thought, I know, we'll play that little clip of Christian saying that down the phone to her, just as a laugh. So we did it and played it down the phone and then we just quite, kind of listened and there was nothing. She didn't speak after she said hello and we played that. She just it was, it was dead air. So we put the phone down. <laughs> And then we did it again one more time. What's your favourite scary movie? And before the beat kicks in, you put the phone down or you pause the CD <laughs> to stop it. So she's convinced someone whose voice she can't recognise is saying that to her. Which, when you think about it, it's fucking terrible, really, isn't it? We shouldn't have done <laughs> yes. it. It's really bad. Um, and, and apparently that night, she did have a boyfriend who was going to see her and that, like, but he wasn't, he wasn't there at the time we called. Um, apparently somebody kept pull, driving around the block, nothing to do with us, and stopping outside the house. And she, so with the in conjunction with the phone calls and seeing this car pull up outside the house, she was really scared. Like we really scared her, and it felt terrible afterwards. And we ended up telling, it's, it's, see, the manager's son, her brother, was in the band as well, Phil, and we 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 told we told one of the, I love how you name them all. I know we told Phil. one of the other lads, um, maybe it was Martin actually, Mikey's brother. <laughs> maybe we told him like oh this me and jamie did this the other day and it was really funny and we did it and phil was in the background and heard us he heard what we'd said so we went and told his mum, who then was like right you and jamie are out the band like that's it like he kicked out and we were like whoa no way what and she's like right okay we're having a special band meeting i want you to come up we're going to talk about it and we're going to decide what's going on and lee another band member said to us i think they are going to kick it out like this, they're not listening to what we're saying management of are really like pissed off with what you've done and i think your time in the band is over with now and we're like oh no way so anyway jamie didn't go to this meeting he said he had car trouble on the motorway now i don't know if that's true or not but he said he did and he said he couldn't go for that reason so i went on my own and i was bricking it i was really nervous about going so when they had this this meeting and they basically just gave me a load of shit the, the manager Suzanne another name for you <laughs> she uh, <laughs> she was like you know I can't believe you do this like it's so um, how how could you do that to someone and it just made me feel like shit which I already felt like shit anyway but they, they laid it on thick and I just took it you know and then I remember the other guy that was kind of managing us at the time Les he said um, okay well I think Gavin coming here on his own as you know, showing that he's mature enough to show up on his own, he's faced the music without having Jamie with him, and he's took everything we've said to him, and he's apologised. I think we should give him the benefit of the doubt and let it go, and he did. Unfortunately, I didn't get kicked out the band at the time, um, but Jamie did. Jamie got the boot, and then I was nervous that Jamie was going to plant me one because he's a big lad, <laughs> so I thought he was going to hit me, but he didn't because we're, we're we're friends. So he was he was understanding. He just said to me. I don't want to talk about the band because it's still it's still a little bit sour. I said that's ah, fine, <laughs> and we moved past it. So uh, yeah, and it's just a funny little Halloweeny, you know, connection to Halloween and A One. I had to share that. I should have told Paul that the other day. I should have. <laughs> Paul's, Paul's, you know, at the end of the day, Paul is partially responsible for that. You know, if he hadn't done that song, I would never have done that. <laughs> Paul. And... <laughs> yeah, I know that's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there you go. They and, and then that, that brings us nicely on to Halloween. And I'm gonna ask you both, what are your plans for Halloween? Well 
It's a bit grim because we're actually locked away again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the UK's in another, yeah. another lockdown now, aren't you? The Northwest, and anyway. And specifically our area as well. We're the only area on the high tier. So we've, we're split into three tiers, like a bloody cake. <laughs> and uh, we're at the arse end of the cake. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah, we're the, literally the only part of the country that's full lockdown. But they are obviously the trick or treating is not going to be happening. So what they're saying now is, is they're going to, they're asking people to do pumpkins and then put them in the front garden or something. And then you can walk the kids around and try and spot the pumpkin. And then the parent will give the kid a sweet if they spot one. So oh, it's still kind okay, yeah. of That's not bad. getting them out, but not not like you would normally. But yeah. that's not bad. So it's a little bit a little bit downbeat because everyone, especially local area, are a little bit downbeat about things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's just a shame because it like you know people need this pick me up as well. Like they need like Halloween. We weren't really going to dress up that much this year, but then I was like, you know what, screw it, we are because we need we need to smile, we need a reason to have a good time, yeah. so let's just do it. Unfortunately, where I am, the numbers aren't bad, so it's still happening here. So we're 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 just doing it, we're doing it anyway. So, but yeah, it's 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 horrible, you know. The kids the kids don't understand what's going on, and they look forward to Halloween. So it's it is, it is <laughs> awful. Like you got to do what you got to do. But <laughs> my niece asked me the other day, she goes, Kelly is um. Father Christmas is not going to be able to come either. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh. oh, horrible, isn't it? I was like, he can definitely come. He has special powers. It's, there's no um, coronavirus in the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's... since since COVID knows that it, it doesn't, you know, it stops at ten o'clock or whatever, and it knows it's not allowed to go into bars and restaurants and all of that kind of stuff. Maybe it knows that it can't touch Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Do you know what's quite it? funny? They, so the new rules are that you um, you can't go into a restaurant. A, a pubs can only <laughs> still still continue to open if they are now going to be serving food, and the you can have like a glass of alcohol with your main meal. That's it. So be, there's now jokes that um, pubs are going to just start serving chip butties. <laughs> I heard one on the radio today that said that there's there's one pub literally advertising uh, that their mains are three different type types of soup, Heinsberg. What 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 are they called? Carlsberg, Heineken, and Carling. <laughs> that are their soups. Oh the soup of three beers. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, they're trying to trying to get this. It's just weird because there's like numbers that are um, higher than ours. In like Nottingham, I think it is, and they're yeah. not closing. So there's all there's all uproar on there, but yeah, we'll do um, something fun. Like the other day, we purchased. Uh, <laughs> now my kids are thirteen and ten, uh, so this is going to sound bad at first until I explain it. We purchased Cards Against Humanity to play with our kids. Now, if you've never played that game, it's pretty horrific. <laughs> but um. <laughs> And if you haven't played it, definitely check it out. Uh, but essentially, there's a, fam- a new family version, which is, like, really, really tame. Uh, so we'll probably end up playing that with the kids. <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, at the end of the day, it's something to keep you keep you smiling, I suppose, isn't it? But it's just, yeah. oh, it's horrible. And it's like, when's, when, where's the end? You know what I mean? Like, where, when are we going to... We need this vaccine. Because, like, where we are now, they do it but via province. So Nova Scotia, as far as I know, only has five cases, which is not bad. Obviously, five in the whole province. No. But New Brunswick yeah. had, last time I heard the other day, had 57. 
which is and they're right they're right next to Montreal or Montreal and, and Quebec. Quebec is terrible. It's really bad. It's like a petri dish at the moment. So I think that's come through from there. So I'm I'm, I'm like close the borders. Do you know what I mean? Like close the border off the, the provincial border from Nova Scotia to New Brunswick because it's going to get bad again. And, and I know it's going to get bad. And I know the numbers are going to go up, but I don't want it spreading over this way. I don't want it if we can avoid it. Obviously, I'd like to us to avoid it, but they haven't they haven't done that yet. They're just telling you not to go to New Brunswick unless you have to. And I'm like, oh, just close the border. What are you waiting for? Why wait for the numbers to get bad again? Just close it now. But they won't. Yeah. So it's just shit. But yeah, for, ha- for, ha- for Halloween for us, um, Dina, my wife, is going as Elsa because Alice wants to go as <laughs> Anna. I don't know why it's Anna. It's it's in names Anna. It's spelled A N N A. It's Anna. Yeah. So why are we saying Anna? Swedish or something like that. Well, maybe isn't it? I don't know. Right. Why the American then? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> why is Aladdin got? Why doesn't Aladdin talk like? Um, you you mentioned him before, the guy from EastEnders. Do you know what I mean? Why hasn't he got that <laughs> accent? Why is he talking American? Mm. Doesn't make sense. Well, if you try and do the local accent like Dick Van Dyke, it never works out. Yeah, <laughs> like Belle, Belle from from uh, from um, oh god, Beauty and the Beast. She should have a French accent. What's going on? She should, but Lumiere's nailed that French accent. Well, yeah, the, the guy who did Lumiere's voice, the cartoon version, did. But have you heard how bloody bad? Um, what's the name? McGregor. What's his name? You and McGregor. You McGregor. Bloody terrible. Oh, he didn't. No, but he wanted to do the ha ha ha, and they wouldn't let him. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> Apparently, that I, I was, <laughs> I was um, trying to perfect my French accent, and the um, guy in work was saying, "No, no." People from France don't do that. That's Montreal that do that. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> the ha 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 has come from Montreal. Oh, there you go. Then. The, the I any French well, accent, I... Go on, go on. No, I just said I like, the, I like that. It just makes it more French. <laughs> the only French I can do comes from, and again, your American and Canadian listeners won't get it, but as a guy called Fred Syriax, and he, he does a show with Gino DeCampo, who's a chef in the UK, famous oh, chef yes. in the UK, and um, Gordon Ramsay, which a lot of your <laughs> listeners will know. So oh, they yeah, do yeah. A, a show where all three of them go like on a on a big holiday and they get up to silly stuff and get drunk. And we, we do it in our house all the time. We go, oh, no, Gino. <laughs> oh, slow down, Gino. <laughs> and he says, Fred is amazing in it. Yeah, but that's I, that's the only French I, mean, I can do. <laughs> French accent, at least. Them three are brilliant together. They were on a yeah, talk show. And um, Gordon Ramsay, you know what he's like? He's he's quite like to the point, yeah, and he was going mad because <laughs> he's going mad because Gina DeCampo got in his sleeping bag when they were camping, and he went, "Well, tell them how you how you uh, woke me up." And he and it's Jonathan Ross show, and he went, "How did you wake him up?" He went, "He was tapping his willy on my foot." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and then Gordon Ramsay went, "I was." <laughs> so he's just bashing his. His crown jewels on Gino's foot to wake him up. <laughs> Bashing his F word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. so they are really funny together. Or that whole thing, do like a little road trip, like a road trip, don't they? Road show, I went to say yeah. road trip. And it, <laughs> road yeah, show. it's just really... It's hilarious. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I'll have to check so that you, out. You mentioned that you and Charlie on the last episode are going as Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah, and I just got oh, my ghost yes. my ghost trap came today, so I've got I've got. I'm the a little bit now. disappointed the girls didn't kind of 
go with the theme. We were going to. We were going to. Like, it was that was the plan. But then Dina said, this isn't fair, making Alice. Do, do, <laughs> like, it's not fair. Like, Charlie wants to do it. Like, it's it's all he's been hounding me to do is me, I, I have to make him a little ghost trap out of a cardboard box. Um, <laughs> but, like, but, but Alice is not, not into it. But she did say the other day, she said, oh, maybe next year I, I could be a Ghostbuster. Because, I, I, like, I've paid that much for the kit. I want to do it again next year. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if, it, if Charlie's into it next year. If everyone's into it, we'll do it. Because you can get, like, you can even get, like, a, you know, a female Ghostbusters costume, but it's got a dress on it. So, it like, you know, it's more feminine. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll make it's it work. We're looking forward to the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, the new one, I really am. Like, because it's, it, it, again, it's The girl like, one was crap, wasn't it? Girl I mean, was, I haven't seen it. It was terrible. It was really, really bad, and and I, I've I actually lost friends for for saying so actually online, which is funny. You can't have an opinion these days. People delete you over silly things, but um yeah, um but you know that that one was terrible. But the new one that's coming out is called Afterlife, and it's like it's almost like a third movie because it's all the original cast are in it, but they're not. I don't think they're the main characters, but they're in it playing their original characters, mm. and uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. It's supposed to come out this year, but. Covid's fucked it up, so now it's next year now. Well, it's weird because Batman's getting filmed all over Liverpool. That's on lockdown. Right now, yeah, yeah, right. I've, I've seen people don't right people don't get it, and this is not a dig at you. This is I've seen that on Facebook today. Somebody it was David Hayes actually. We mentioned know, yeah, David I've before. Did you see me comment? <laughs> no, I haven't seen your comment. Like David's David's posted it, making a joke, going, "Oh, I guess we should all be Batman then if we're allowed. We should we should all wear Batman masks if we." <laughs> People aren't wearing masks on the set there, and the difference is when you film when, when they're filming. Everybody that's working, including all the set and this, you know the set workers and the people filming it and all the crew, they've all been tested. So they've all like, just like just like that. He, just like he, no no I know that I'm just saying that all the people's point is like oh well, hang on a minute how are they getting away with it? They're getting away with it because they've all been tested prior. So everyone working is, on that set. Why are they halting? Go on. Why are they halting that? My point is why are they halting? Other production, but Batman's going ahead. Is my point. I, I've no idea. Are they halting other productions? What else, what else have they stopped? EastEnders is still going, isn't it? Because because Robert Pattinson's a vampire and he can't be uh, infected. <laughs> Apparently so. What do we think of him as Batman? I've just not feeling. Can, can I just? I, I thought they'd fil- I've seen a bloody trailer for that film. How are he still filming it? God knows, but he's all over St George's Hall. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've even seen a video of Speedo Mick running down the set. <laughs> Who? A guy Speedo called Mick. Speedo Mick. Oh, God. I don't <laughs> so basically, he's a, an Everton supporter who did a marathon in the middle of winter in just a pair of Speedos. Uh, and it was it was a number of marath- marathons, weren't it? He, yeah. did, it was he like a country? couple. Like, yeah, he, he walked, walked like, the, the whole country. country. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> in when you're in the speedos. UK, though. He needs to come here and do it. In the winter time, <laughs> see how far yeah. he gets. <laughs> He'd shrivel up to an innie. <laughs> he became a little celebrity, didn't he? He did, yeah. Right, should we get, try and get him on? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> yeah, what, what do we think of, of him as Batman? Well, we haven't seen the film, so it's hard to say, but um, I've seen, I, I, like I say, there's a trailer out, and he, he seems to be okay. Yeah, my be... initial thoughts were, mm, and then um, after seeing some mock-up photos and fan art and things like that, you go, he does have the jawline for it, though. I see, and I, then... in, in the jawline, he looks like Niles Crane from Frasier. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you go know, from Bale. Bale to Affleck. There is that. 
There is that, but the, my my problem with Bale, and this might be quite controversial, Bale and the very first ones was unreal, and then uh, one or two in, it's very much just like, <laughs> like I was kind of bored. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. That just made me think of that that um, fan. That... <laughs> yeah. What was all? That? Yeah. What was that again? Somebody on Twitter, wasn't it? Name someone became a fan of mine. I don't know how he kept on when I didn't appear in like the music videos or something. He kept on saying, "Where is she?" Oh yeah, I did music <laughs> videos for this for this other band that I do vocals for, Men in the Sky, and Kelly did for one track, and then we did another song without Kelly, and he's like, "Where's the girl?" And I was like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" And he, he sent like a picture of Batman with, "Where is she?" On, like, <laughs> just like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't half attract them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, it looks it looks like it's going to be a good film, yeah. We'll see. But the, the DC films tend to be shit, to be honest. <laughs> it's, still, it's all about Marvel. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, I think we should probably wrap up the episode now because we've been going for a while. Okay. So let's just give out some details. The website is majorsmessall.com, which I'm thinking of stopping, actually, Mike. I don't know. I just I don't really... We need to put new pictures up on it. We need to do something with it because it's old school. Like Scott's yeah. face is still on there. <laughs> so we need to do something with it. Um, I mean, to be fair, in the, in now, like these times, people are using uh, things more like Linktree and stuff like that, which yeah. might be more useful. You know, you've got the Patreon, you've got the Insta and the, t- uh, the uh, bloody... Uh, actually, TikTok might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, and so on, but <laughs> yeah. But now I, I, we'll we'll have a look at that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we can do with it. Well, I I don't know yet. We we might keep it. It's good because it links everything, so it's easy. If someone goes, how do I find your podcast? You can just go majorsmessall.com and you can go there, yeah. and everything's on there. So anyway, yeah. yeah. So Instagram is um, at messhall podcast. Give us a follow on there. We'll follow you back. Twitter at majorsmesshall. Same again with that one. We'll follow you back if you give us a follow. Facebook, just search Majors Mess Hall. And finally, we're able to fucking invite people to our page again after a ridiculous ban over a stupid meme that wasn't even that bad. All it was was two Playboy bunnies, fully clothed, sitting on Santa's knee last Christmas. And for some reason, that that sparked it off that we couldn't invite anyone to the page. So we can can invite people now, so that's good. And then the Patreon page, go to patreon.com forward slash Majors Mess Hall if you want to donate to us monthly. Um, you can do all the money goes back into the podcast pays for things like the website and the SoundCloud um, upload fees and things like that um, and then you know once the podcast wraps up I always like to just mention this once once we stop doing the podcast any money that's in that pot will go to a charity so um, it's not going to go to any we're not going to be buying shite with it we're not going to be going to see the new Batman film with it put it that way um, <laughs> or buying the new A1 album just link it back in there <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, guys, that's that's it. Now, so I just want to say thanks to Paul Moratti again for coming on the podcast. You're welcome back on any time, Paul. You know, when the new album comes out, it'll be great to catch up with you and talk to you about that. And uh, thank you very much to Kelly and obviously Mike as well for, for coming in and filling Craig's boots. Thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we will be back again the next episode, which, as far as I know, uh, will be episode 134, and Kelly is going to be putting me in the hot seat and asking me a load of questions. Yeah. That's the plan anyway, so... We will get to that. That is. That's coming up soon. And uh, yeah, take it easy, guys. Take care and uh, talk to you all soon. Thank Ciao. Bye. 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 Bye.